Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Bockelman. He is Nate Brennan, and we will get uh, get talking here with Brian Munson of Husker Online coming up here in just a second. Before we get to that, I did want to give you an opportunity. You haven't been able to, at least on this show, express your excitement for Matt Ryan, Matty Ice. Matty Ice. Going to yes, Indianapolis. The Colts. Absolutely. Um, I think it's a great pickup. The, the problem with the Colts, you're in win-now mode. So what's your other solution? Invest in Baker Mayfield? No. Yeah. Invest in Jimmy Garoppolo? No. You already dumped Carson Wentz and then flipped the third round pick that you got from the football team, or I guess Commanders now. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> flip that now for Matt Ryan. I think the Colts did it perfectly. You're putting a band aid on a solution that obviously isn't fixed. It's going. It's not going to be fixed in the near future, and then tank for Arch Manning. That's right. <laughs> no, Following his, uh, his uh, uncle's footsteps. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I do. Know, I do know that Matt Ryan does make them a legitimate contender. It seems like over there, and that you know, there's a lot of a uh, lot of teams. We've been saying that with a, a lot of teams loading up in free agency. It's mm. very cool to see all the moves. Um, but they were a, t- a team that a lot of people felt they've got a lot of pieces of the pieces in play. Yeah, and uh, now Matty Ice kind of yeah, puts and, them over the top. And I think they still need a couple more pieces too because they are in the AFC. Um, I think if they added two guys I'm looking at are Jarvis Landry and Tyron Matthew. Sure up the defense a little bit more. LSU, get big LSU Matt guy. Ryan. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> get, uh, get Matt Ryan another an, another weapon. But I think it'll be very similar to Phillip Rivers. But I, I will say, if you inserted the Colts, you just took them, picked them up, traded them, put them in the NFC, are they the favorites in the NFC? Maybe. The problem is that they're in the AFC. Yeah. So you're what, the fifth best team, sixth best team? So you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Hopefully you go on a Jer- Joe Burrow, Bengals-esque run. AFC's loading up on Also, the that is a very good point, Nick. Tim Tebow, the man. <laughs> Nick Ryan. I, I have a surprise. If you're if you're watching the stream right now, uh, Twitch, Facebook, um, YouTube, you'll see tomorrow. Yeah. That's all I'll say. We'll Tim Tebow. Tease for tomorrow, Tebow. Tim Tebow. Uh, we'll bring it on Brian Munson of Husker Online now. Brian, how's it going? Hey, guys, what's up? Oh, not too much. Yeah, it's it's glad to talk to you again. It's been a few weeks. We had uh, some state tournament stuff and going on there, but it's a good time to catch up with you. Um, let's start with uh, with the, the, the pro day today, the question that I've got to asking the question of the day. Not who projects best to the NFL next year, but who will Nebraska miss the most uh, that worked out at the pro day today? Mm, you know, it's hard for me to kind of uh, overlook JoJo Doman and just the uh, the the value that he was able to – provide from his linebacker spot. I mean, there's not a more versatile spot on the football field where you've, you, you potentially are on a slot, you're on a running back, you're over a tight end, you're uh, dropping into space, you're having to rush the quarterback, you're having to be stout against the run. He was put in so many different spots, and, and it just seemed like uh, there were there were obviously some points where he didn't fare as well as others, but, I mean, uh, he, he – was a consistent performer and an incredibly tough guy too. I mean, if you, if you go back and you listen to some of the podcasts and, and read some of the comments that he had talked about, like with his, with his thumb and, and, you know, having that surgery and going back out there to play, uh, what a tough kid, just, a, just an overall tough kid. I mean, it's then again, it, it's hard to overlook 
uh, Ben Steely, uh, Cam Taylor Britt obviously is, is going to be a, a tough one to, to, to kind of go back and find a guy that can just step in and do the things he was doing awesome now. And I mean, it, it's really tough to kind of say either one of those guys should be the top guy, but Jojo for me is just that one position, that one guy that I don't know if I've seen that kind of skill set, you know, together since maybe John Gomes, maybe Eric Hag. I mean, it's, it's a pretty unique skill set. Uh, Brian, there's a name you mentioned in there, Austin Allen. We we talked about him a little bit before you came on, and we're looking at his draft projections. He's anywhere from the seventh by, best tight end to the 18th best tight end. Can you just kind of fill us in where he stands right now and, and why teams maybe aren't taking him as seriously as they were at one point in time? Well, I mean, he's, he has great length. He has a lot – he does a lot of things – does a lot of things – well, he, he, he's probably not going to be an every down hand in the dirt kind of set the edge tight end. Although I, I, I think that a lot of that is just willingness to, to kind of go up against, you know, a bigger, a bigger, stronger, faster guy that's across from you. Um, Austin showed that he's a great athlete. He, he had, he, he ran very well. He, he showed change of direction. Um, I know people are kind of talking about his, his bench press today a little bit. Um, and, and that's fine. I mean, he's a, he's a long rangey guy. I mean, six foot nine, whatever, whatever weight he comes in at. Um, I, I think that honestly, it, it just comes down to being able to be a tight end that can stay on the football field and not need to come off when it comes to, more running down, set the running down, set the edge. You know, be kind of a third ty- uh, third offensive tackle out there, as opposed to being more of a a specialized, longer, you know, flex hybrid kind of guy that that's going to play tight end. Yeah, it's fascinating to see which guy do you, by the way, think will get drafted first. It's a lot of those guys kind of just get thrown into anywhere from the third to the fifth round, and then you know things uh, will depend on the pro day numbers today. But it's it's hard to pick out a first guy, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of torn on that one as well. Um, I, I I could certainly see Cam Jurgens kind of kind of popping up in there a little bit. I mean, the, the way he was able to test, he he shows athletically that he is just a freak. Um, he he had great consistency with, with you know as a center this last season with his snap as opposed to the year before and, and the corrections that it that it that it took. I'm I'm torn. I'll give you three guys. I'll give you I'll give you the three guys. I think I'm the most torn between. Cam Taylor Britt, Cam Jurgens, JoJo Doman, and JoJo Doman. I think, I think there's it's so interestingly quiet about him. I, I I think I think that there's a team that is just laying in the weeds that that knows what kind of ball player he is, and, and the film is just simply not going to lie when it comes to him. That'll that'll step up, but I I think it's going to be one of those three. Yeah, I, I, I could certainly see that. Um, I, I also want to jump to not just the, the Huskers that are going out, but the Huskers uh, currently and coming in. How about the spring game? Are, there, are, are they loading up on visitors for the spring game? Today was kind of interesting. I was thinking to myself, I wonder if I go to the spring game today because it's so windy, so rainy. So who knows how that will turn out. But uh, well, And I'm up, in, I'm up in Kearney, too, and I, I endured it up here up, yeah. up in Nebraska. So, I mean, it's, it is cold. Yeah, it is cold out there. So, uh um, cats and kittens, grab your mittens. But yeah, there's, <laughs> there, there are there are a few guys that we know about that are coming in for the spring game already. It's it's look, this is a work in progress. Um, I don't think anybody 
really understands like this is going to be something we'll, we'll end up putting, pulling together all the way up to, I think, probably the Thursday before. Uh, so probably like the seventh, we'll, we'll know probably a little bit more definitively who's coming in. Um, but as of right now, you know, we're talking about you know, William Watson, the Nebraska quarterback commitment, which is a huge one. Uh, Trey Wilson, which was a guy that we confirmed, um, I want to say on Friday, and actually, I got a I got an update to put up on him. We just kind of got sidetracked a little bit because of, you know, Caden Green coming in yesterday, Chance Rucker being there today, along with Caleb Benning. Um, so Trey Wilson, who's a, a outside linebacker, defensive end from Garland uh, Lakeview Centennial, which is just down the road from where I live, actually, uh, and then Braden Marshall from Lake Flor Lake uh, Mary, um, Florida. He actually was in Nebraska or in Lincoln. Uh, earlier last fall in October for one of the games. I can't remember which one he was there for. And then David Borchers, which is probably a defensive tackle that's right at the top of, of Nebraska's list to kind of get him in into the class. He will actually be there for an official visit. Then Dylan Rayola, Tyson Terry. I think we're going to hear a lot more from guys that, that are that are going to be there. I think Caleb Benning told me today that he's going to try to get back. Caden Green told me last night that more than likely he was going to be able to get there. So this list is coming together. It's coming together nicely. It's about where we think it would be right now. But tune in, you know, April 7th and get a more definitive list on who should be there. What's really interesting to me is a lot of people aren't really talking about losing Samari Torre. Not really sure where he's going to fall in the NFL draft, but – Last season, it shows up on the stat sheet. He was kind of the big play guy. He had five games over 100 yards, receiving 900 yards in total, scored five touchdowns. Who do you think is really going to take that that big play, that deep threat role for this upcoming season? Yeah, that's um, such a great point because he's kind of that he's kind of that outside guy too, based on his post his postseason bowl play and and what he did. Like with what was it? Was he in the Shrine Bowl or was he in the I don't remember which bowl game he was in uh, necessarily off the top of my head, but I think he had a couple of touchdowns. He had a great week of practice. He had really a lot of people that were, that were paying a lot of attention to him, but I, I, as the offense, you know, needed, they, as it went, it needed to depend on, on basically Torre to, to do his thing. Why not then go ahead and take a look at another guy that's in a very similar situation uh, as what Torrey was last year, trying to elevate his game from, you know, from being a, a non-power five or division one double A to, to, to playing in the big 10. But let's talk about Garcia Castaneda hmm. um, from New Mexico state. You know, that, that there's a guy there that I think that um, has got great speed. Uh, I think that he can, he can definitely take the top off of the defense. It's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch him play. I think Alante Brown has got a lot of good press so far this spring. Um, I, I think Betts is always going to be a guy that we're going to talk about. He's just, he's so long and he has that, that great stride. It's almost like he's moving in slow motion until you see him pulling away from guys, but odds on favorite to kind of be the guy that's going to help the offense move with big plays. I think both on offense and in special team, it's, it's gotta be Trey Palmer. Um, Trey Palmer has a history with Mickey Joseph coming back from LSU He's obviously a very talented player. You know, he was a five-star athlete. Um, and I think that just where Nebraska is at currently, they're, they're looking for some, they're looking for some leadership. I think at that spot, you, you had production and you, you have talent. You need somebody to help lead them 
and, and make them confident in their abilities. And I think that those are some really key things that Trey Palmer and Mickey Joseph can help bring out with that group. I, I've heard nothing but good things about the athleticism and, and the type of playmakers that are in that room. You just need them to kind of exude a little bit more confidence. You'll get you'll get a really good product out of the guys that are sitting there in that in that room though together. Yeah, I think it's stacked. I mean, even a guy like Oliver Martin can kind of get lost. I mean, he had a hundred yard game against Illinois. We'll see if if he yeah. can kind of get back to form. But um, the the one last question I wanted to ask for you today um, is: I saw Malachi, uh, Malachi Coleman was off visiting Georgia. Is he uh, is is there going to be a bigger concern about him kind of getting more national attention? Obviously, I think he was on the same visit as Arch Manning, so Georgia's probably probably got his attention there. Um, it, I, I, very rarely is there kind of come along a, a kid in Nebraska high school football where um, you almost worry that he out, outgrows Nebraska and is going to get so many good offers. Do you think that that could be a fear with this guy? I think that um, Nebraska is going to remain to be part, part of that picture regardless of what happens and, and who comes in and offers. I, I, think, I think for him to pick up an offer from Georgia uh, like he did this last weekend – is incredibly significant and obviously um you know you're talking about the the national championship team you talk about a, uh, the same team that was hosting arch banning this last weekend you're uh you're talking about though also a, a kid that that you know from lincoln uh has uh, an affinity for nebraska his family does too he's been there a number of times i think the huskers have made him priority number one when it comes to this 2023 class um, I think that they, they can see him either or when it comes to offense or defense. And, and I'm not sure where, you know, he projects that to be the most talented at quite yet. I, I think that there's a lot of things that, that are still kind of to be determined. The one thing that, that does need to be determined is that he is a, a very talented individual. Um, so I think people, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, people need to start getting comfortable with being uncomfortable with what Malachi Coleman is doing because there are going to be a lot of teams that are going to come through and see him in April, and he's going to get more popular. Um, the, the Georgia offer is tip of the iceberg. Uh, I yeah. think that actually he was heading to Austin uh, after after Athens. Oh, wow. So I think I think people need to start coming to grips with really quickly that he is a national caliber uh, recruit that's there in Lincoln. Yeah, that's fascinating stuff. I, I lied to you. I got one more question for you. Um, yeah. Mickey Joseph said today that Brody Bell is Nebraska's best football player. What do you What do you make of that? I think that that is a that is a heck of a compliment. Um, Brody, so Brody Bell, you know, you're talking about a five nine one ninety ish kind of kind of guy, but what 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 that really that what that really tells me, right, is that is that he comes to work. He he loves to work. Um, there's some guys that are, that are sometimes more talented that don't put in the time and the, and, and put in, put in the, uh, the effort that maybe a guy that, that doesn't have that, that natural physique or that, that longer frame or have that four, three speed. So when you hear a compliment like that, it just talks about how he comes to work and, and he does it every, day in and day out. I think it's one of the highest compliments you can, you can pay someone when you tell them, that they're the best, the best at what they do on the football team. When in reality, you know that we could go ahead and rip off five or six, or maybe even more tight ends before we would ever got down to Brady Bell's name. We Brody Bell's name. We know better than than to say, "Hey, look, that means that he's a uh, he's better than than Trey Palmer. He's better than Xavier Betts." No, what what it means is is that he does the things to be a football player better 
than anybody else that's in that that's on that team. And I think that that's a tremendous compliment. Yeah, absolutely. Fascinating comment that I think a lot of people are going to talk about. He's Brian Munson of Husker Online. Brian, thanks for the info today. Yep. Have a great day, guys. Yeah, there he goes. Excellent stuff from Brian Munson, once again, of Husker Online. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back to round out the show again. We're going to talk about Nebraska's helmet, not even mentioned in the top 25 list of the top helmets in college football. Is it time for a change? Probably not, but we'll talk about it next here on the Ticket Water Cooler 93.7 The Ticket.